0: Who is on the Lord's side and who will make reply? Here am I, Master. Think carefully. Every day and all the time we have an opportunity of making decisions, and decisions have ways of setting destinies, and some of those are eternal. When we think about being that servant of the Lord, We're reminded in Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6, that the Lord himself has said, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. He will never leave us. And if you listen to the words that we just sung, who is on that Lord's side? Who will make reply? It's a reference back to Isaiah. Here am I, Lord, send me. But you think about decision, to think about how easy it seems to us to make that decision, I am on the Lord's side, Master, here am I. But as you look at Isaiah and the life that he lived, you see a result of that decision that he made, of where it led in the physical life, but what is really important is where it led in the spiritual life. But so many times, those physical consequences for our decisions, sometimes we find difficulty or hard to make along the way. As Joshua is beginning to close out his life, in the last chapter of the book of Joshua, he's going to address the people of Israel before they enter into the promised land or as they've entered into it and are going to inhabit it. And he makes some statements that are important for us to look at and to consider decisions and consequences of decisions. We all make them we make decisions and our decisions affect other people and our, those decisions affect other people. It's the way it's always been and shall be. We're accumulation of decisions that have been reached in the past. And sometimes those of us that are older can look back and maybe wish we could have recalled some of those decisions along the way because of the consequences that did follow. But well, sometimes because of that, we could be made better as we learned the lessons from the past. And even when we choose not to make decisions, we made decisions along the way. I'd mentioned to the auditorium class this morning that I really appreciate the ladies and their uh, cookie exchange that they had on Saturday. I just wish they could arrange time to have it a little bit different than the week before I have to go in to have my blood tested to see where my blood levels are at. Uh, Eating the sweets are not going to help that anything. But that's only because of a decision that I made last year that I needed to be prepared for this year, and I didn't do that. You make that choice, and you live with the choices. We understand that. But as Joshua is charging the people of his day, he's grown old, he's about to leave the earth, he's assembled all the tribes of Israel to Shechem to give his farewell address, and begins to end his challenge, choose for yourself whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But read the chapter. You can read the whole book if you want. That would be good too. But read that last chapter. Because there are some interesting statements made that we need to, to heed in the life we live today. But just as prevalent to us and just as Needful in our lives, as it was as Joshua was charging the people of his day, as he begins to make the charge and say, you choose, and the people decide, we will choose the Lord to follow him. And it's with Joshua's response, you're not going to be able to do it. Why would he make that response to the people? Why would he tell the people, you have agreed that you're going to serve the Lord and you're going to serve him only all the days of your life. He says, you're not going to be able to do it. He's walked with them all of his life. He's seen the nature of the people and they decide, yes, they can. And Joshua will tell them, In verse 19, you cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God, and he will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins, if you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods. Then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done you good. Quite a statement, isn't it? Who are you going to serve? Who is on the Lord's side? Who will make reply? Here am I, Master. Send me. He is a holy God, He is pure. Without fault, without being double tongued, without making promises that he does not keep, both to bless and to curse. Been his history, has it not? From Adam and Eve on down. If you obey the Lord, He will bless you. But as you make that decision to obey the Lord, you need to understand what decision you made. You have decided to follow Jesus, you have decided that His Word is supreme. And that God absolutely means exactly what he has said. If you choose to not follow him, there are consequences for that. And again, every decision that we make does have a determination on our destiny. We make them in our everyday life. And sometimes we may realize it, and oftentimes we do not realize how much those daily decisions that we reach have an impact on where we will be eternally. Seems like such a small thing, was I'm tired, don't feel like going to services, I'll skip today. I'm too busy to do this, or whatever else it may be. I've got to choose this job because it has the financial rewards that I want and yet there are people I really have nothing in common with and characteristics that I do not want to be around. Those decisions have an impact on where we we will be eternally. We can always change, but every change also has its consequences as well. It's reminding ourselves, as I mentioned earlier, in Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. Listen, have we forgotten that? The Lord himself has said, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. It's going to be you who makes that decision. You choose to follow him, he is there. You choose to leave him, You've left him. He's still there. It's up to us. And as individuals, particularly in our society, we've been reared and had drilled into us that we do not admit to faults and wrongs that we have done. Anybody who has been arrested for whatever crime it may be, anytime they appear, very seldom is it otherwise, but anytime they appear before a judge and the charges are laid out before them and the question is asked, how do you plead? Usually it's not guilty. Caught in the act, All the evidence is there. All the witnesses are there. Everybody knows what took place, but I am not guilty. You're going to have to absolutely prove beyond that shadow of a doubt that that's me and that I actually did that crime. And even then, I'm going to appeal it. And I'll keep on appealing it. That's our society that we live in not the same around the world, but it's what we live in. It's what we're accustomed to. And we're not careful that thinking influences our decisions that we reach. Well, I'm not going to have to answer for that until the day of judgment. And then I ask for the mercy of God in that particular case. But again we are promised. That we are encouraged and challenged out of 1 John 1, 5 through 9. That if we will walk in the light as He is in the light, notice a condition? That's a choice you make. If we walk in the light as God is in the light, we will have fellowship with one another, and our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. There's a condition, and there are consequences. The Bible is full. From Genesis 3, 4, 6, and on down through all of the Old Testament into the New Testament, up to, including all the way through Revelation, of those who have made choices that led to eternal consequences that they wish they had not made. And we, at times, are oblivious to the life that we live. We mentioned this morning, you look at Matthew 7, 21 through 23, and it's amazing to read that. Lord, have we not done all these marvelous deeds and and works in your name? And he will say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. I don't know how that strikes you, but that has got to be some terrifying words to hear. Thinking that you're serving God, but have not really given the life to God. We can go through the motions. We can go through the actions. History again shows us that time and time again. Good teacher, what must I do to have eternal life? Keep the commandments. Which ones? Jesus names off several of the commandments. He said, I've kept these. How long has he kept them? From my youth up. But you lack one thing, you'll sell what you have. Couldn't do that. But the challenge is always to those who are desiring to live a godly life. Satan's not worried about those that are in the world. He already has them. They're already in his kingdom. They're they're already serving him. They're able to live their life as they wish without seriously considering eternal consequences. So Satan's after those who are in the kingdom of God. And the man had forgotten, according to Matthew 22, 37 through 39, what is the first and the foremost of the commandments? To love of the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul. And with all your mind. And the second is like unto it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two hang the law and the prophets. He had forgotten the first and the second of the commandments. He wanted to start with the ten. Forgot a whole host of other ones that would go along with it as well, but he wanted to start with the ten. And he had forgotten the first. That's a reality. That's a possibility. That's a choice we make. And again, that choice can determine and will determine the eternal destiny. Why? Why are you here this evening? What choice did you make to be here this evening? Well, I've always gone to church on Sunday night. Done that from youth on up. Well, that's the thing I'm supposed to do. Why are we here? Is it because we love the Lord? Is it because we really want to do what we sung about? Who will follow Jesus? And who will make reply? Who is on the Lord's side? Master, here am I. I'm the servant. And the servant's job is to do the will of the master. It's not to argue with him. It's not to debate with him. It's not to ask for a reassignment, put me in a, de- a different position, and to put me in a different location. I've always enjoyed First Corinthians twelve and verse eighteen, as Paul is discussing the, physio- the the body, physical body, relating it to the spiritual body. But he reminds us in verse eighteen, God has placed us in the body just as it pleased him. And I always find that interesting. Do we we recognize that in our lives? You are here this evening for a variety of different reasons. Some of them you may not ever know about. Choices that were made, decisions that were made, maybe not by you, but maybe made by someone else that led to this gathering together. And again, I mention because I find it, to me, I find it fascinating. Just to think that in this audience this evening, how many decisions were made to make this meeting possible this evening? Those who taught you the gospel. Those who taught them the gospel. God working in our lives, moving us about. Very few of us, this would be the only congregation we have known. For the rest of us, we're transplants. And as they say about coming to Texas, I wasn't born here, but I got here as soon as I could. that our thought towards the church? I mean, we didn't grow up here, but we got here as soon as we could. But do we see the hand of God? Joshua is reminding the people. You go back and read what he has to say. He's reminding the people. Why are you able to enter into the promised land? What makes it possible for you to enter into this land and to inherit it? You fight some battles. But why are you able to go into the land? And the answer is because God gave it to you. God made it possible for you. Who are you going to serve? Who defeated all of these enemies that inherit, that had the land? And then he would have to, the people would have to be reminded, listen, when you go into the land, It's not because of who you are. It's not because of your might. It's not because of your capabilities to drive out the enemies. You're able to go into the land because God says, I am giving it to you, and I am punishing the nations that are in the land. It's not because of you, but it's because of the just punishment upon those nations that is just due. Do you trust God enough to follow him? To be as Isaiah. You read about his life as he made the the statement Here am I, Lord, send me. Well, that was to be to cast into a a pit. Or Joseph. Let's go down the list. Let's look at some of the things that God's people have gone through when they made that decision. But the decision is I will follow the master. Wherever he leads, whatever comes our way, we make decisions. Again, jobs, family, recreation, whatever it is that we choose, there are consequences for that. And again, for the older ones, you remember times when Sunday was the day of the Lord, and only absolute minimum businesses were open emergency hospitals, police, fire. Otherwise, there was no work done on Sunday. Those that are older would remember a time when Wednesday was understood as being a day for midweek services. And businesses usually recognize that. Schools usually recognize that. Did not schedule activities on that particular evening because they knew that's what the people would be going to services. Those days are long gone. Those days are long gone. Satan demands as much out of you in the physical world that he can get out of you. Companies run 24 7, 365 days a year. And they want you to do the same. There is no consideration for what you might believe. But the question is what is your response? What is your response? Do you believe, again, Hebrews 13, 5 and 6? Do you believe that the Lord will not forsake you? He will not abandon you? That He's with you? Do you not believe that He gave you a spiritual family called the church that are there for support and encouragement, help as is needed? Do you not believe that God is able, and have you not read the scriptures that God is able, that when one door closes, another door opens up? We We know that because we've been a part of that in our lives, being moved from place to place for what reason or another. Uncle Sam hadn't come along and said, told me it's time to leave California. I've probably still been in California. I love the beaches. We'll say, if you look at my school records, you don't need to look at my school records. But if you looked at my school records, you'd find out I love the beaches. Particularly in the springtime when there was a beach between where I lived and where I was going to school. There was a beach in between. I made it through the morning classes, (coughs) come home for lunch, afternoon classes, not so much. But however he chose to work it, I can look back and I I will not say exactly that I saw that was the hand of God. And that, but as I look back in my life, and as you look back in your life, you have to be able to say, "I sure see the fingerprints of God. Why did that decision? Why was that decision made? That led me to hear? That led me to hear, that led me to hear, that led me to hear, that led me to here. Why were those decisions made? God working His will out. What is His plan? All I know about his plan is what we're saying about. I am on the Lord's side. Master, here am I. I'm here to serve. Whatever capacity that may be. I was impressed and encouraged to see four elders at the Lord's table this morning. Serving. That's what it's all about, is it not? We're simply servants. And as I make decisions, may I recognize that they do have eternal consequences. And as I make wrong decisions, help me have the wisdom to acknowledge them, repent of them, and turn from them. But help us to do His will, to be His children, to say that, ah, heaven, how beautiful heaven must be. And there's nothing in all of God's creation that has any comparison. To God's home in heaven that's where I want to be and I pray that's where you want to be but it is dependent upon the song that we're about to sing I surrender all I do not surrender 95% 96, 7, 8, 99, 99.5 99.95 I surrender all to Jesus. I'm His. And all that I have is His. And we have it together in the desire for heaven to be the home of each one of us. Let's encourage one another so that together. We can glorify God in heaven. But have you surrendered all? That's the question. It's the question that you have to answer. We're here to help you. We're here to assist you, to encourage you in whatever way that we can. But it's a question that you have to answer. Have you surrendered all to Jesus? If you need to make a change in your life, if we could assist you, if we could help you, we encourage you to come as together we stand and sing.